0: Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob. Now, my wife taught me a very valuable, simple, hard lesson about people. Now, this is an experimental episode. This could go wildly wrong and I very much could say a load of things that I shouldn't have even opened my mouth about. So, um, yeah, I'm just letting you know that. Over the last two or three months, uh, I've I've got myself into a pretty overwhelmed state. Now, Um, it's all of my doing. Uh, If you're really busy spinning so many plates, maybe sometimes you feel like you're doing a lot of things but not many of them very well, and then that affects areas of your life, like sometimes you spit at people or sometimes you don't have time for people, you know, or you just can't get down any road quick enough because you're doing so many things, then you'll definitely be able to relate to this. And, um, you know, I write a lot of content on getting rid of overwhelm and, you know, having clear focus and juggling different income streams. And one of the reasons I'm able to write a lot of that content is because that's something I struggle with and sort of solve. And then it gets messy and you get clarity and then chaos and then clarity and then chaos. You know, like I'm one of the most experienced people in the world on retirement. Because I've retired about 15 times. Like my dad's probably better at giving up smoking than anybody else on the planet because he's given up smoking about 25 times and started again 24 times. So um, I'm this, I need to give you the context for this. So do stay with me. So uh, I'm writing my next book. It's what my 14th book, I think. And when I write a book, uh, I tend to create quite a lot of chaos around me. Um, Because when you write a book, you have to block the whole world off. Uh, And it's a deep dive. It's a long time to write a book. So, you know, I've been writing it since maybe the second or third week of August. Um, So I've been writing this about seven weeks. Uh, And I've got a deadline in about nine days. And it's a hard deadline and it has to be done. There's some like major things that would go wrong in the business and with my publisher if I didn't meet this deadline. Uh, And so the closer it gets, the more overwhelmed I feel. That pressure is both eustress and distress, eustress as in it's positive and it's making me right, distress as in it's overwhelming and frustrating. So I I start blocking the world out more and more and more. Um, More is going on in my head. There are more demands of me, but I've got to be clear on this book. I'm looking at my laptop, by the way. And so I create this carnage around me. So basically, you know, like I push people back far enough that um, they feel a bit unloved by me. Um, or every now and again, someone catches me when I'm in a head full of overwhelm and, you know, so I, I don't really say anything to people, but apparently I have a fuck off face um, and I just have to look at them and they turn to stone. Also, when people want to talk to me or people need, you know, some help or um, I'm around, they have no idea that all this is going on in my head. How would they? they, they you know, OK, maybe the, the fuck off face gives is some, kind of, some kind of indication. So, you know, often they'll talk to me, but I have this vacant look like I'm completely overwhelmed and you want to run these things by me, which in the moment are not important in me getting my book done and my life sorted out. Meanwhile, a million emails all stack up that you sort of file, 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 file. And then they chase you and they chase you and a million social media messages and they chase you and they chase you and they chase you. And it all builds up. And, you know, with me, I tend to store things. If it weren't for my podcast and these live videos and my articles and having wise counsel, I'd absolutely explode about twice a year, you know, like... <laughs> um, so, in doing this, in being through this experience in life, which, by the way, it's, it's not a bad thing, you know, like we, we have to get things done that are important and we all get overwhelmed and there's a certain level of, workload and managing different income streams and tasks and partnerships and people and your family and your business and your money where you just you just can't cope anymore um, or it's too much now of course I wrote a book called Life Leverage so I should know more than most how to leverage stuff out Um, and I do and that's why I only get myself in this uh, situation twice a year instead of twice a week or twice a day like a lot of people do but every now and again it all just gets a bit too much Uh, And even the leverage, I haven't got time or I don't feel like I've got time to do. My head gets a bit fuzzy. So um, I've had feedback from a couple of people, three or four people pretty close to me, that basically when they've talked to me, I have not looked like I've been interested in the slightest. So like, you know, they might have been talking to a stone wall. Um, And of course, I've wanted to say, well, what you are talking to me about is not of interest to me. You are talking absolute drivel at me when I have got a book to write and five courses in a row to run and I've got to manage the turnover of, of, sort of 15 to 20 million pound of a business and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I talked to my wife about this because I had a bit of an argument with someone really close to me. We actually cleared the air. Sometimes my family catch me and I'm... And um, my wife basically said to me, well, you know, you... You've just got to show that you're interested uh, and let them talk and listen to them. And I said, but there's so many things going on in my head. It's not that I'm not interested in what they've got to say, because of course I'm interested in my friends and my family and, you know, my team. I'm, I'm, of course I'm interested. But when you've got a million things in your brain, it's really hard to be interested in that in the moment when you've got your really important tasks going on. So I don't think I've pretended very well um, to be interested and connected with some people around me. And I said to my wife, I said, I find it really hard because I'm a heart on my sleeve kind of guy. So, you know, if someone is sort of encroaching my time or, you know, wants to dump their stuff on me. um, And in that moment, I've got more important priorities. I can't pretend that, um, you know, I'm really interested and, uh, you know, I sit there and, and do all the, uh, oh yeah, wow, and oh wow, and oh yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what, I'll stop my really busy life for 45 minutes so you can bitch and moan to me about something that's just completely irrelevant. I'll find it really hard to pretend. And so I think sometimes people catch me at the wrong time uh, and then they're like, well, Rob doesn't listen and Rob's not interested. And um, my wife said to me, you don't have to pretend. You just have to be interested in people uh, and, and that really switched something and untied the knots in my brain because I felt like a fraud sitting and listening to people who are telling me the same stuff over and over, who've caught me in the the, the wrong time, which is fine and not their fault and not my fault either. I shouldn't beat myself up about this because I, I actually really like people and I want to show interest and the fact that I'm pausing my busy stuff to even take the time to listen to them, even if my face is completely like, That's that's kindness on my part. So I'm not beating myself up about this. It's just circumstance. And I'm thinking I've got to try and pretend better to be interested or to take the time. And I explained to Gemma, my wife, it's not that I'm not interested. It's that I've got too many other things stuffed in my brain. You know, like you put more information in a computer that's cluttered and a million windows open. It just words, it gets hotter and hotter. And that's what my brain does. And I need to empty stuff out before I can give people my attention. Which, of course, is what being present, you know, and a presence of a presence of mind and being present in the moment is about not thinking about the past and the guilt and the shame and the baggage and not being focused on the future. The fear, the anxiety and what I've got to do and what's stressing me out. Um, and, And I think if you're going to choose to be in a moment, you can choose to be in a moment. And that's what I've got to work on. But where my struggle was, was I felt like I had to pretend to be present and interested and listen in the moment because I felt like a fraud because I felt like that wasn't like how I was feeling. So my wife said, you don't have to pretend. You just have to sit, smile, tilt your head like this. And the way she did it, sit, smile, tilt your head was sort of like a combination of grace and beauty and completely patronising me all at the same time. But she was 100% right. And I said, how do you do it? Because my wife is a brilliant listener. My wife can sit there and listen to you for hours, even if she has zero interest in what you do. Uh, I've taken her for dinner plenty of times with a lot of my friends who she doesn't know. And, and you, you'd think that she's their best friend. She's absolutely fantastic at that. Whereas I'm, I'm really interested when I'm interested. But if it's something I'm not into, I find it hard. She's brilliant at it. And she says, well, you've just got to be interested in people. She says when people are talking, even if it's not um, you know, what I'm interested in as a subject, I'm interested in them, how they think, how they work, what I can learn from them. Now, I am interested in people, very interested in people. And I know, I know you are too um and for many years 2007 8 9 10 11 you, you know i probably was a really good open minded listener but you know very good at networking and i think over time where um you know maybe i've i've built a bigger brand there's more demands on my time there's more, more 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 people wanting my time and attention I've I've then sort of uh, introverted a bit more, and then I've built some emotional self-worth issues around how good I actually am now at being with people. I'm fine when I'm ranting at you on a podcast or a live feed, but when we're sitting together face-to-face, I maybe don't have the confidence that I did, you know, a few years ago. And I think I've just forgotten to be – no, no, I haven't. This is not strictly the case. I did say to you this would be very much off the cuff – I haven't forgotten that I'm really interested in people. I am. I've let my mind be too cluttered with everything to empty it, to show the person that I'm interested in people. Uh, and, and that happened with a few people around me. I'd say four or five people around me probably didn't get the best of me. They got the overwhelmed punkle face, uh, etc. cetera. Um, David just said, perhaps your wife should start a podcast. Perhaps she should. Um, yeah, she wouldn't want to come on my podcast or do a podcast. So let me summarize this. And I needed to give you some context. No matter how busy or overwhelmed or uninterested you are in what's going on with people around you who are important, who are your partners, your staff, your children, your husband, your wife. If you care about people, you can empty your brain and stay present in the moment. And, you know, so I I made a point to my wife that I really am interested in people. But my mind is so full of lots of things. I'm not a busy person from an action and a task perspective, other than when I'm writing a book. I am a very busy person in terms of what I have to think about and and try and solve and work out and a strategy and a vision. So I, I don't run around very busy. But my mind, oh man, turning that off, that is not the easiest thing for me to do. Um, so I, I guess I wanted to tell my wife that, so she understood that I do care about people. But it was also that's my reason. And if I'm coming across to people like I don't care about them, even though I, I know I do. And here's the thing: I'm trying so damn hard, but they're getting my fuck off face, uh, and therefore that's not transmuting. So she said, "Show a genuine interest in people, um, and just sit and listen to what they've got to say." I said, "Well, I like a conversation to be a conversation, because do you have people in your life?" who a conversation with them isn't a, isn't a conversation. It's a monologue. They chunder words at you. You know, it's an hour and they just go, blur. their life, this, that, chunder it all over you, their kids, their problems, what they're great and blur. And like you've had maybe one minute to inhale and 59 minutes out of every hour uh, list, listening to them. And, and I like a conversation to be a dialogue, uh, you know, like where it's 30%, sorry, 30 minutes them and 30 minutes me um and and Gemma said you know what sometimes you should just be there for them and listen for them because that's what they need and then other times when you need it you need to go and ask for it Um, and yeah I think I also hadn't asked for it so you know when I felt like I needed a Blair I'm you know I get my podcast and the live feeds and my social media this is also therapy for me by the way it's definitely a great reason why you should be doing them um but I guess over the last sort of seven or eight weeks, I've locked myself away to write the book and I've blocked the world off. And I haven't had a, a, a mentor or a good friend or a business partner or someone and, and I haven't sat down and gone, Do you know what? I need an hour of going Blair. Instead, I've tried to be kind by listening to them go Blair. Then in return, I've they perceive that I'm not interested. And then that's created us all storing emotions. Uh, and then I've had to go around um, and sort of, have a good deep conversation and and, and let this all come out with individuals. I hope that makes sense. Um, I don't know if you can relate. Uh, If you're going to spend time with people, maybe you just need to be there for them. Um, Maybe sometimes people are talking to you a lot because they want to impress you or they need your acceptance, acknowledgement, love. You don't have to pretend to listen when you're not interested. You just have to be interested in people. At the very least, you can learn you know, how they're motivated so that you've got better tools next time. Uh, And that's been a great lesson for me. Uh, And I I get these overwhelming lessons maybe twice a year of things I know. I've probably written chapters in books about them. I know, I know, I know you know. But when you are overwhelmed, overly cluttered, carrying too much responsibility, not letting people help you, not having an outlet, not having a mentor, not having good people around you, you know, being overly obsessed on one thing rather than maintaining balance, then these things can get out of kilter. And so really, I took it upon myself and I went and I apologised to the people I felt like I needed to apologise to. I, I spent more time listening to the people who I felt I need to listen to. I had it out with a couple of people that we needed to just have a bit of a, a have out which was very cleansing and and made us all feel very good and made sure that I was there for the people I needed to be there with and reaching out to the partners and people you really value and just saying, hey, I'm here. Because I don't know if you um, experienced the fact that three to six months of your life can just go and you've just been so busy, you know, doing that you forgot to connect to the important people in your life and give them what they need. And then when you need it, you need to ask for it. All right. So let's see. This might go on a podcast. If it's on a podcast, this test was worthy of it. If it's not on a podcast, then um, yeah, uh, I will keep my gob shut next time. But yeah, I I think it's really important um, that we're all honest with each other. Uh, And I'm not just here teaching you stuff I'm perfect at, but I'm sharing things that I wrestle with. It's okay to admit that the thing that you were good at six months ago, you messed up today. It's okay for me to say, look, there's a couple of areas on things I've written about which I have done pretty well in this moment in time, you know, I'm not doing as good as I could. And by the way, me running the podcast and, and being able to exchange this information with you and doing the live feed and seeing all of your comments and your hearts and your thumbs and everything else, um, you know, that's a really great thing for me. And that makes me want to then go back and serve you more and give more to you, which creates this virtuous cycle. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for letting me get that off my chest. Hopefully you've got some value from it. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.